See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. All right, folks, we are back once again for the one, the only, Slow Robot Go-Go, show 315. Wow, that's a lot of show. Uh, I'm going to say that this one is going to be just kind of a recap of what I watched this week, and then I'm going to drop two uh, of the Kung Fu Theater uh, shows in just to... Uh, I'm wrapping up a uh, going leaving the state, so I don't even. I think I'll probably be doing this show, upload it, and then I will be off next week. But bear with me. I promise I will watch lots of movies, and we'll get back to it as soon as I am back in the state. I'm taking a long drive up to Louisville for a special occasion, a wedding, not mine, but I will be doing a special event there. So I'll allude more to that when I get back, God willing. All right, this week I kicked off, I, I started a whole new, um, I got, got on this noir kick, like this, I, I watched that, that movie, uh, L.A. Confidential, probably two or three months ago, I never talked about it on air, and what a surprise that was, I just had never seen it, didn't know anything about it, and that kind of launched me into a, kind of a mini, um, uh, like, noirish detective kind of thing. So I went back to the old, old stuff from the 40s and the 50s. I started off like with the um, Murder on the Orient Express. Now, I know that was redone in 2017. I have not seen that one. I think Murder on the Orient Express has been done a few times. Uh, the one I watched was uh, the old one, the original one, because it was like, let's see, there was one from 74. I'm trying to look up how many of these darn things there was. It seems like there was a lot I mean, it wasn't like ancient or anything like that, but it was from the 70s. And 1974 was the one I watched. Looks like there was one, a TV movie from 2001. There was some TV episodes. Then there was the uh, 2017 Murder on the Orient Express. And in 2006, there was a video game, Murder on the Orient Express. I don't know anything about that. So anyway, I watched the one from 74. Uh, it was a very... F- Funny, fun, you know, it was a period piece, it was set in 1935, um, you know, if you haven't seen this one, it is a very classic, uh, tale, you know, and it's just kind of a very interesting, um, movie, you know, it had, Albert Finney was, uh, uh, Pierrot, Pierrot, I can't say it right, but this thing was crazy, like Lauren Bacall, Ingrid Bergman, um, Sean Sean Connery, of course, was representing Scotland. Uh, Michael Roy, Michael Rourke was uh, Michael York Rourke. Jesus, Michael York, a very young uh, Basil Exposition was there. Anthony Perkins was skulking around. I mean, this thing was slammed coast to coast with taters and toast. It had it all. It was a very funny movie. It was a very intriguing movie. I liked it quite a bit. Um, and I think I'll probably end up seeing the one from 2017. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's always... Sometimes the updates are great. Sometimes not so much. Um, you know, I'll have to kind of see uh, how this one goes. So I'll probably dig into it and just see... Just watch it just because I have to, right? 
Uh, but I, most everyone has seen it or at least seen like the pop culture references about it. You know, it's one of those kind of famous movies. Really good. And then I saw Cars 3. And then I saw, now there's two more of those noir ones. Yeah, I know, Car 3, really noir. Now, then, then I watched, and then there were none. And this is an Agatha Christie story. Oddly enough, and this is just like one of those things where you're like, okay. I, I watched a movie from Arnold's, an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie called Sabotage. And in on the IMDb, it mentions that, uh, that and there were none was kind of like, I was gonna say like an like like it influenced this or something. Like that. And I was like, no. So that's why I watched it, and then they were none, and no, it didn't. Not there was that's not at all. That's the that's the biggest joke I've ever read. Um, but and then there were none was a very good tale, uh, very of the time. You know, I'm trying to think what year this was. This is another one that was. Um, this one was from 1945. Uh, and it was a very good. It was basically uh, seven seven guests go to a deserted island, and they're trying to f- and they're getting killed off one at a time. And each one of them kind of had some dastardly deed. Uh, it, it was great. Um, I liked it quite a bit, you know. And it it, it, it did keep it, it was suspenseful. Um, now these movies are never gory, and that's kind of a good thing because I don't know. I get really tired of like horror movie gore fest. Funny enough, then I watched one tonight. Um, I watched uh, 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 Naked City, and that actually had the same... The, the person, one of the major influences from, and then there were none, Barry Fitzgerald was also in in that, uh, in in the in Naked City, which was an incredible movie. Um, but he was in, like, a ton of stuff... Uh, just he is just in there he was like in everything you know he was he died in uh 1961 wow okay so yeah he's long gone so i don't know how deep this noir uh insanity is gonna go i know i i i found that the detective stuff and some of these uh stories are very um they're fun to watch they're fun to watch them unfold i even like stuff like black dahlia i know everyone's like oh why but I don't know. It's just some of the stuff's intriguing, and and how. Now nah, I'm not saying that's a good movie, you know, but uh, I watch some pretty crazy movies, so that doesn't doesn't phase me if something's not good, um, if I like the story, and um, you know, Naked City was really really cool. Only in that, um, this was like the and they they talked about it in the beginning. They kind of just said this is filmed in New York. This is just showing New York. I mean, this is 1945 in New York. And there was no like all like the actors were there, but this was not on a set. This is just filmed in New York. So when they're running around, they're running through 1945's New York. They're showing the organ grinders. They're showing the everything. It was so cool. It's like such an interesting thing to look back at that time period and see all that stuff. The, you know, people moving ice blocks, and, and it had a, like a pretty intriguing plot. Um, it was you know of the time. It was from 45. So uh, a lot of why I loved that movie was because of the like looking at the scenery, looking at like those time capsules. You know, some of these movies that you watch from the when they show a lot of the exterior shots and they show a lot of actual, you know, out and about. It's so interesting to see, you know, a milkman pulled up with a 
horse-drawn milk car- carriage and stuff. You're like, oh my God, cars and horses like mingling together. You know, this is in that time period in our country. Very interesting, very cool. Uh, so I would definitely suggest um, all three of them, from my perspective, were just great. You know, Murder on the Orient Express is a classic. Um, and then there were none was a good, intriguing movie. Um, I wouldn't suggest seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger sabotage though. That's not intriguing. That was not a. Uh, it's a lie, is what that was. And then uh, you know, of course, then this last uh, Naked City is kind of a famous movie. You know, I think it's. I think there's a Criterion of Naked City. Um, it has the Criterion Collection, uh, you know, treatment on it, which is always just uh, incredible to watch those. I really love the the different. I love the Criterion packaging and the like. They all the stuff they put into their movies, they still get my money. I know. I you know I'm gonna end up buying that. Um, Criterion put out the Night of the Living Dead. Now I have that like two or three different places, but I'm like I'm gonna buy the Criterion one. I gotta wait for a half off sale for that one because I'm not paying thirty one dollars for Night of the Living Dead. But I'll pay sixteen. You know, it's one of those things. Where you're like, okay, come on, half off Labor Day sale. So. All right, uh, that's all I have watched this week. I will. Uh, we're going to be dropping in some more Kung Fu Madness, starring me and Doctor Morbius. I'm sure you all remember. Uh, so this will be some more time capsule stuff. Uh, Kung Fu Theater it was called, and then it became Asian Cult Cinema. So um, enjoy this. I'm going to be off next week, but then I will be back. And I promise, you know, I'm probably going to end up seeing Deadpool one of these, the new Deadpool, Deadpool Two, uh, Electric Boogaloo. Um, they should have called it that. Why didn't they call it that? Probably because they would have got sued. No, I don't think they would. Eh, it doesn't matter. So, um, also because they don't do that thing. Uh, so I will be back in two weeks. Enjoy, uh, some Kung Fu Mania, some Kung Fu Madness. And, uh, thanks for listening. I'll see y'all next week. See y'all, sorry. Look at that slip of a tongue. See y'all in two weeks. <laughs> Oh, we're back again. Yes, we are. This is Kung Fu Theater. My name is Mao. With me as always... Kung Fu Morbius. Dr. Yes. Kung Fu Morbius. From old parts of China unknown. <laughs> yeah, from, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, we got an interesting <coughs> movie this week. Um, what are we doing? What, what's the name of this one? This movie has a couple of different names. That's all good as movies they should. always do. That's all good movies should. But Every the one movie on our Kung Fu Theater is going to say... <laughs> of course it has about ten different names, because that's the Chinese way or something, I don't know. But uh, the version we saw is called Blood of the Dragon. Blood of the Dragon. Very good good movie. Um, I, I, I've seen this numerous times in my life. I've I, never seen it. This is one that I saw when I was a kid. On a, television? Along with the... I remember the sword. that uh, The whip sword. Um, kind of uh, like the flying guillotine. Flying guillotine. It was the same thing. I think they probably packaged them together on those Saturday afternoon uh, kung fu theaters. And I, as, I remembered the story, but as soon as I saw that sword, I was like, oh, man, I remember wanting that sword so bad when I was a kid. Which, well, it's funny because getting back to like stuff that we've talked in the past, 
on shows like Slow Robot a Go Go and ah. a bunch of dorks that you so can hey, find on. If you're looking for, uh, I'm gonna go ahead to your promo. Sorry, <laughs> you can go bunch of dorks dot com and you can find Slow Robot a Go Go, Two Dimension Combo Podcast, and a bunch of dorks. But anyway, <clears throat> throughout our history of podcasting, you mentioned that. Where you lived in in the woods of Pennsylvania, there yes. wasn't much nope. television, but you did get kung fu theater, or martial arts. I think theater. I, my, my when I went to my grandmother's, that's when you saw she it. Ha, yeah, she, she lived had, in the. She was a city slicker. Yes, in that the the town she lived in had more than a population of six. So yes, oh, she was a, okay. Now she lived she lived in the town where there was cable run and all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. So she, every now and then I would see stuff like that. So you go out into the real world and like, oh see yes, things. I did quite. But often. where you lived, there was some television, right? Three channels. Well, that's all we had. I mean, yeah. maybe five. Because we we had the we had the antenna. Yeah. That you, you know that you'd put the foil on and move the foil around on the thing. You know. Did you used no. to get channels from like other towns occasionally? Like? Uh, no, no. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> it was a it was a tough life. Uh, people, you know, and we always we, we always talk about this kind of stuff, and <clears throat> it, it's hard to understand if you talk to a kid today, even a, a teenager or whatever like that, and talked about the fact that okay, we didn't have a phone, didn't have a computer, there was no such thing as the internet. There was no um, the t- TV was a few channels at best. Like they, I don't think if you, I would, I'd like to teleport a kid back to in time and say, let's let's live here for a week, and then think of how much our parents used to say. Our <laughs> parents were constantly, I didn't have anything growing up. You have it good. You they know, walked, they walked to school in the snow barefoot, at both ways, and uh, uphill both ways. Yeah. But and it's one of those things where you can't now. Our from our when we were growing up to when my parents were growing up, there wasn't dramatic shifts. There things were better. There was more, more stuff. There but was it, more entertainment. But it wasn't like now. Well, back well, back when our parents were were kids, there wasn't television. So there was radio. Yeah. There was going out and causing Do, doing stuff. And yeah, boy, we, we still were we still were in a, we still were in a generation where. We had just enough entertainment, but not as much as now. We had to go out and I create, had an Atari. create mayhem. I had an Atari twenty. Yeah, she went out and played. Yeah. Oh yeah, I had guns and mini bikes, motorcycles, bicycles. Like I used to, I was go all over the place. Not that they don't now, but it's a lot less. It's a lot more of a inside. Yeah. But you know, but thinking of how how like a kid has a phone from the age of two or I three know, now. That's insane. And. They have the answer to everything always at the at a it's moment, insane. and I I have mixed, I, I have mixed feelings I about it. Meal. But you know, I guess it's good. I don't know. I mean, I guess they're going to be smarter than me. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, they yeah, won't be able know. to weld anything for crap or or do manual labor. But they'll well, the robots <laughs> will be doing all that. <laughs> That's I think. I honestly think the robots will be doing most of that crap anyway. So. What are we talking about? There's a kung fu movie. <laughs> There's yeah. a kung fu movie called Blood of Dragon from 1971. Yeah. So who's this starring? Jimmy Wang Yu. Jimmy but, Wang Yu and I don't care. That was your joke from earlier. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Wang Yu and I don't care. Jimmy that, Wang Yu and I don't care. That's taken from a... <laughs> that's taken from... I stole that from a friend, but anyway. Yeah, Jimmy... You got that. Jimmy <laughs> Wang Yu. Yeah. Thievery. And I don't care. The highest form of flattery. He, he was one of the He was one of the early uh, uh, martial arts stars before yes. Bruce Lee. And he was great. He he. Is he great. I... This I have. This is my first Wang Yu movie. (laughs) I love this movie. I've always loved this movie. This is one of those that when you see it as a child, as you or child, a kid, teenager, whatever like that, he's cool. You want to be him. You want to be that dude. Like, and it's not like 
yeah, he has weaknesses. He has you know morality, some or, or you know morality and mortality and something like that you know he can be hurt. He's not like a superhero, but he's so cool. He is cool, and he just acts cool. He's like Clint, he's Clint Eastwood, Eastwood with a with a sharp steel spear, and you're like, yeah, dude, yeah, love yeah, this guy. Yeah, no, he is cool, and yeah. it's uh, and 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 the impression it makes even to this day. As soon as I saw it, because of course I didn't remember the name of that, you know. But I had watched I had watched this one actually a few a few years ago. Oh, you have okay. Yeah, uh, this has, this has showed up numerous times in my life. But this uh, this time watching, I was like, oh man, this, what a great movie! Yeah. See now to me, this is like quintessential kung fu movie. If somebody said Alien came down and said, what is our uh, define uh, kung fu movie? I'd say, watch this. Now it's a little bit like you had said. It's a little bit more swordplay than kung fu. Sure, because a lot of them don't. A lot more swordplay. Yeah, like, oh, as in the last weapons. twenty minutes. Yeah, weapons, and that's a debate. I don't know. Uh, kung fu movies don't have to have kung fu in them. It's all that philosophy, and they're using the weapons in this one more than the fighting, which is great. I like to have. I like to have the fighting too. Sure, uh, you know, I would have liked to see. Oh, now I've lost my spear. Hand to hand, more than the than the one or two minutes we got. But and and now when I watch these movies, I wait for the huh. Yeah, and none in this movie. No, there was one by the uh. woman. There was a huh. Yes, there was, and there was one by a guy too. I I, I there was three huhs. In oh this my god! Movie. How did I miss the, the girl, huh. the bartender girl? See, I thought she, she was went, gonna. Huh. I thought she was gonna hump us in the beginning. She went, yeah, she did. Okay, I'll have to go back and just do a quick rewatch. I counted to get three. To the, okay, wow, because yeah, the male hump is a is a rarity. Uh, that's that's there was that's, a couple. That's of those. a unicorn, you know. But uh, I didn't. I saw see, one. I, when she was Third getting uh, when when they were like kind of messing up her place in the beginning, I thought there was going to be a hmm there. So uh, anyway, you know. So this is at, at its heart a very uh, revolutionary kind of like the they're revolting against the bad emperor who's kind of re- ruining the motherland. And um, a topic in a lot of these movies. A lot of them, yeah. They're, then they're not Japanese this time. So and I think that is written into a lot of them because. Unlike, uh, there's a lot. There was of, the Mongols, I think. Yes, the, the Mongols. Mongols. The there's guys. a lot of censorship. China doesn't make a whole lot of I hate China movies, and they never could. They do, They're not. They're not like you'll never see a I hate China kung fu movie from any era. They just don't have them. As opposed to I hate America movies, which is in vogue. Yeah, day in and day out, we get to hear about how in, in vogue. Remember yeah, them, but anyway. we get to hear how horrible we are day in and day out. So we're a self-loathing pile yeah, of. We are, but and it, proud of. But it. China, they don't do it. Nationalistic. It, nationalistic, and I think gun butt to the back of the head. Uh, well, Hong Kong. These are Hong Kong. Hong Kong right. was a little more. It wasn't like mainland. You know right, what I mean? Right. They were a little more wild and, and wacky. And maybe they just wouldn't sell. Maybe right. they would be such. Fervor, yeah, 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 they'd yeah, be like, they'd yeah. walk out and Over say, Over mainland, they'd be like, hey, what is this crap? Yep. You know, we so don't, don't so that's the way that they write them so that, you know, even if it looks a little bit like it's an anti-China, it's not. It's an emperor that's been corrupted mm. or the Mongols who've taken over or the hated Japanese. Like, mm. that's, those are the three kind of staples where, yes. oh, a corrupt warlord, he's, he's ruining our town. Well, better defend our homeland because we love China. Basically, so that's yeah. what this one is. This is the Mongol has kind of taken foothold, and, and, and uh, everybody wants that little that roll of uh, the, yeah. the, the bamboo stick. The everybody bamboo wants stick the bamboo stick with 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 uh, plans and a list of names. I'm like, well, that's a pretty. That's the whole. That's the, the what, do, what do they call it? The, not the MacGuffin, but the uh, the main oh, the main thing. In yeah, the yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, I can't remember either, but I know it. Uh, so basically, 
Well, let's 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 take a break. Okay, because then we're gonna ready. actually get down. Rubber meets the road. We're gonna talk about the yeah, scenes of the movie. Let's, so let's take one of our breaks. All right, we'll be right back. One of our three breaks. Three breaks. I arrive in America's airport with clothing, U.S. dollars, and a jar of gypsy tears to protect me from AIDS. What could be more exciting than Bruce Lee in Enter the Dragon? Bruce Lee in Return of the Dragon. Yes, Bruce Lee is back, blazing his way from Hong Kong to hell in the all-new fantastic adventures of the superhero he created in Enter the Dragon. It's Lee, unleashed. Lee, unmarshaled. Lee, unmerciful. Against the dragon, even the best are better off dead. in Return of the Dragon, rated R. Mamma mia! Boy, can we use him now. What seems to be the problem? Death. Ah, that'll get your blood boiling. Way of the Dragon. Yes. All right, so back to Blood of the Dragon. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so a lot of dragon movies lot, are. A lot of bloods and a lot of dragons. Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, you know, we start out, we see uh, a guy with a girl in a wheelbarrow kind of trotting along a, a path. I've seen this trope numerous times uh, where they're actually, uh, they're, they're killers or they're very, they're very, um, the, 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 either their husband and wife or brother and sister, and they are formidable um, people to fight with. Sure. And and one guy even makes fun of her, fun of him. He's like, oh, he's like the mule of the family or whatever like that. And they kind of hear it, and the girl goes, hmm, and laughs. Uh, so then you see uh, a guy just standing in the middle of the path, going, ma ha 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 ha, and you know, here we are. Yeah. Um. They start fighting, and the cup, the the husband and wife are kind of not doing so good. And you're like, wait, wow, because I assumed they were the they were the the, yeah, they were the, a couple. They, were, I, I, I they even make reference to it. It's like yeah. they, they drive by like this little like hut, a bar, outdoor bar or whatever. Yeah. You know, like mom and pop's bar and grill in China. In China. They're like, ah, I wonder what he's doing later with her. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, and and this movie has the version I saw because I think there's two dubs of this movie. 
the version I saw has like uh, German titles at the beginning, and I'm like, okay, uh-huh. but it was in English. We saw different versions, yeah. But this thing had like uh, the Australian accents were really strong in this movie. So it was a, di- a different house cut. It the one I saw was cut in Georgia. Oh. There's an infamous story about that, too. Did you read about that? No, I didn't read anything about okay, this. Okay, I'll tell you in a second. But what was funny was that this version that I saw, which was a nice print that I got off a torn site, actually they went out of their way, and you're watching it, and it's a nice print, even though it's a little splashy at times, but they actually inserted video because this print was like the complete version of it. Like, oh, okay. wow, that's cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it to you. I should have brought it to you. It's a little longer. It's like nine. It's like 90-something minutes or whatever, but they actually added in a lot of fight scene stuff in it that maybe was cut out. The one that was done in Georgia, I read about this because there, there was a blog Michael that, Trevis something yeah, presents. Yeah, an infamous character. It was a porn producer and a gangster, and apparently... He produced a few movies, and he got put in jail for something. He got out of jail, and then like uh, there's there's an infamous story about them. Go to a uh, go to a blog called I think it's called Shock Cinema, and type in Blood of the Dragon, and you'll read a story about Michael Travis. Uh, I think that was his name, but he was kind of a, a, sh- a sketchy, you know, film producer from Georgia. And apparently, the version that you saw has like a, a soundtrack or like a Flood. synth. A sound, a soundtrack by Flood. That's not the one that. So this show has a theme. We both we both watch <laughs> different versions of wow, the same movie. The other one was. Uh, yeah. I like the synth stuff. I'm gonna have to watch it for I the synth stuff. I actually thought it was because sometimes sometimes when they recut them, they're bad. Like the music is crappy, and it, there was a few times I heard the original under sound bed under the flood. That's sound I heard bed. this original sound bed. Okay, because. They often can't scrub the entire soundtrack, and you'll hear notes that aren't ma- married up, you know. And you're like, oh, this is the old. You can hear parts of the old and the new. Because you know? that Travis guy was a was a record producer, and he was trying to. He got the band Flood to do the soundtrack or whatever. But then you know, you'll re- just go to Shock cool. Cinema. Right, you'll thanks. read about it. So anyway, this couple is like starts getting killed by these by these assassins, these Mongol assassins, and um, the girl goes, you. Just go. Leave me here. And he's like, okay. And the guy turns around and whips a sword through his back as he's yeah. on the horse riding off. And they kill her. And, you know, and they I mean, they do okay. They take out a bunch of them, but and then they, they, not they, enough. The, the no. guy has a, f- a funny... Doesn't he have like a sword with a little... With the ball? Uh, no, no. That's the very that's beginning. Like, okay. No, that's the very first... The very first scene in this movie... I'm sorry. We missed this. Shows Jimmy Wang Yu in his white outfit... Fighting with somebody That's in the, right. with his sword, yeah, right. and he kind of like he he does like the Zorro thing on his chest, cuts him up a little bit, but it doesn't kill him. He says, and the guy's like, "Kill me!" and he goes, Mah-ha-ha-ha-ha, and he leaves. Yeah, because that's important for later. And that's an interesting thing is that sometimes they'll show those over the credits, and they yes. don't they don't mean anything. This it's just showing a fight scene, but this one has this deep one impl- implement. Uh, yeah, it means importance, something. You know, foreshadowing. Yes, that thing. So okay, that was just we just remembered it now. So now. He's riding with a sword through his back. She's dead. Um, he he. And they they flash forward to some little beggar kid in the street. Oh, please help a blind. He's like rolling his eyes. Yeah, up please help a blind kid. Please help a blind kid. And a few people buy into it. Most people are like, get out of here, you beggar. He runs around the corner into this. He starts getting chased by a guy he he messes with. And he runs around the corner and th- there's the guy from the from that scene with a sword hanging out of his chest. And he's like, I'll give you money. Come here. And the kid's like, I don't think so. But then he gives him a silver tail, a silver, a little piece of silver that was the Chinese uh, currency, gold and silver tails. And um, 
and says, this is very important. You have to take this bamboo tube to the castle and give it to the to the young prince. And the kid's like, no. And he's like, no, you have to. This is my dying wish. And the kid's like, okay. So he takes the money. And the guy dies. And then he's like, he takes the money, he walks away, and then he's like, eh, I better do the right thing. Turns around and picks up the bamboo tube. So then he runs into the bar with uh, Miss Chen. Miss Chen, Miss Chen. Uh, which is obviously she knows the kid. I don't think yeah. they're brother and sister or anything like that, no, but I think uh, she cares for him. He's a street kid, and she gives him food and stuff like that. Right. And she's like, oh, this dying... She's like, where'd you get that money? Did you steal that? I told you not to steal it. And he's like, no, I didn't. A guy with a bamboo tube gave it to me. And then the evil henchmen are like, man, where's that bamboo tube, kid? Yeah, right. And, uh, and they start wrecking the place up, which was normally they always do that. They wreck up the Chinese place. And Miss Chen and, and the kid are running around, and then... He gets out, and the guy grabs the tube and pushes the kid down, and is like, meh. And they're walking out, and she's giving them the Chinese scolding, you shouldn't be so mean, and blah, blah, blah. she's like, just just yelling into his ear as he's as the bad guys are leaving. And you enter the voice saying, give it back. And you don't see who it is, and they're like, huh? Like, they do that quick zoom, huh? Give it back. And then they look up, and there's a dude... In all white, in the tree, lounging in the tree. He's eating some nuts or something. He's eating those, um, those little, like, I don't know, they're not called star fruit, but there's something, they're like, it's like a, it's like a, almost like a grape, but it isn't. And, and there's this pit in him. And he's like, give it back or you'll be sorry or something like that. And then he spits the one pit into the bad guy's mouth. And he <laughs> so breaks his tooth or something. The guy's like, Because oh, there's three of these bad guys. So now he jumps down in that fluttery... Oh, there's a lot of flying in this movie. Oh, there's a lot of flying, and it always has that flutter. Yeah. Um, there's Sometimes they do a lot of aerial stuff, but whenever they... Mostly when they do that in the Chinese movies, or the Kung Fu movies, they have that super fluttery sound effect that they do. So he jumps down, and he doesn't even have his staff at this point. They're armed. The one guy has a uh, Gogo Yubari's uh, Kill Bill reference. Yeah, that, that, yeah there There's you go. two... Uh, Kill Bill homages in here. Is there really? Yep. The first, I forgot that ball and chain. The first one, the ball and chain, yeah. was Gogo's uh, homage from this guy. Okay. So he's spinning this. He's like, "Don't you talk to me? I'm." A, I, I, he goes, "Who are you?" He's like, "I know who you are. You're the kid. You're the head uh, honcho for the security department. That's right. The general. That's right. And he's like, "Well, I don't know you." And he just starts beating him. First, he's not even doing nothing. Then he jumps up and gets his still, silver staff. Yeah, he's, just, he's able to jump up like 30 feet back up in the air to get yeah, the they, thing. They, they do that reverse jumping stuff all the time in Kung Fu movies. It's so funny. So now he he basically just lays waste to these guys. And get and gets he gets... I, I don't remember if he kills them. I think he just beats them. No, bad. he beats them. He might kill one of them, but then the main guy, he beats the crap out of them. He yeah. says, get the hell out of here. Oh, because he took the chain... He wrapped it around this thing and he yanked it. It ripped the guy's hand, uh, finger off. The guy lost, yeah, yeah, the he finger, lost his finger. That's right. Yeah. Uh, in the fight, and he got the thing back. And he's like, "Now get out of here!" And he gives it to the kid. And then the kid's like, "Oh, I I was supposed to give this to so and so. It's a big deal." And then Miss Chen's like, "Hmm, hey master, why don't you help this little kid get there? Because otherwise he's gonna yeah. get killed." And he's like, "Okay, let's go." So then they start their journey. Yeah, they start know. their journey, and then the kid's like, "Oh, you're really cool. Can you teach me your kung fu?" You know, and he's like, "Well, you know, if I teach you my kung fu, it's gonna be a problem because you're gonna have to be fighting a bunch of people." Yeah, because he he's even says like he's like, "Oh, this lifestyle is not really a good idea." Yeah. you know, he's kind of saying, 
I've buried people everywhere I go. Everyone's trying to kill me because they know I'm either either like I'm a gunslinger, either I'm the enemy or I'm the best, and they want to beat me. He's a man one, with no name, but yep. he does have a name, Ling Ling Tao. Or yeah, so it, um, and and they form a bond because he's nice to the kid, and he's you can tell he doesn't care about stuff or people too much because of his line of work. So it's hard for him, you know, because he he gave a look to to Miss Chen, knowing that he liked her, but. So what? He's gonna be die. He's gonna. Be, he knows he's gonna be dead soon. So he doesn't like ever make any emotional attachments to anything. Right. Yeah. So they're on their path to to the palace. Um. So they, now this this is where this movie really takes a left turn. Yeah. Because uh, you're like, okay, they're gonna get the palace and then they're gonna be on our thing. They show up there, and the guy's like, oh, how dare you come here? And he's like, huh? <laughs> you can tell he's like no no I'm I'm just here to they we don't got, we got this something for you they we don't even get it out yeah they don't even get that out and this guy's like oh you remember this sword and they sh- this is an odd thing where he's like thinking and thinking and thinking he's like oh I know that guy he's like I didn't even kill that guy what are you so that pissed? was the first scene of the movie yeah. what are you talking about exactly and he's like I didn't even kill that guy kind of and they're like oh but he was so ashamed from losing he killed himself yeah. so you're to blame and I'm like. I don't think that's how that works, but whatever. <laughs> so now this massive fight scene between him and this prince are happening. Right, right. And right. what happens is he he's easily beating the prince, but he's trying to just say, Back off, dude. And yeah, finally yeah. and finally the young prince as he he's he gets him by he throws a dagger into his back. Like it was a hidden it was a hidden knife in this in the handle of his fighting sword. Right. And uh so he's like and he still now, it, and then Jimmy Wang Yu gets kind of really angry and beats him pretty. He beats him, beats him, and he has the he says, tells the kid to get on his back because blood is pouring down his back. Yeah, right, right, right. And he, the kid he, he compresses might, he almost it. like mortally wounds him. Yeah, and the kid pr- compresses it so he, the blood stops, and he he beats the crap out of this dude and splits. And this is basically the rest of the movie. He's going he's gonna to be. I, I read something about this when we were saying that some of these directors like to do that, like have, have but usually they have the hero get mortally wounded at towards the end, and then he fights everybody. Oh, in this movie, he's already like hurting bad in right the first off thirty the minutes. Yeah. So now at this point, and then one of the abbots is like, "You're you should put that aside. We have more important things to go because he's the rebel leader." So uh, okay, let's we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the what happens to Jimmy Wang Yu. Okay. Make way for Corrado, the Hong Kong cat. He's the king of Kung Fu Karate. He's quick as a cougar. Strong as a lion. Fierce as a tiger. And he preys on man. He's coming to tear you apart. The Hong Kong cat. Rated R. He's wild, man. There are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. The Dutch. Anyway, so back to it. Where were we? So he got the knife in the back from the from the guy. From, they were just trying to deliver this thing. And that was really showing how many enemies this guy has. He, you know, because he, he, at one point the guy said, oh, you killed my dad. And he's like, I don't know. I've killed so many people. I don't even keep track or care anymore it doesn't even matter right yeah. and that's when he was and so now he rides off and then the, then and they still haven't delivered it at this point they're pretty sore about it and then he breaks open the uh, while he's getting kind of bandaged up at the river there 
he he um he cracks open this piece of bamboo and he starts reading and he's like, oh man, um, this is important. Stuff. Yeah, this is important. And the kid's like, that guy's a backstabbing jerk and he's a horrible. He, he's a piece of crap. And he's like, no, you, you should, can't say that. He's he's a real hero. And the, guy, the kid's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, this is. This is this shows that he's the leader of the resistance against the Mongols. This shows he's he's the guy that's trying to make the world better and rid the evil save of our country. Save our country, yeah. Um, and and he said, doesn't matter if if you know if if he wronged me or he was backstabbed me. He's he's here, and this kid's like, I don't see it that way, but whatever. So they get they're like, let's go to Mister Miss Chen's. This that'll she'll fix you up. Um, By as, fixing up, I mean he's giving him like gallons of wine it seems like because when he gets back there, yeah he like, just goes back there and more just gets wine. Uh, so and at this point then they also flash forward to the to the emperor who's like I told you to get that that bamboo map and all that stuff and then they're like oh this guy ripped my hand off what do you want me to do and they're like go get him um, so now everyone's kind of converging on Miss Chen's Miss Chen's place Miss Chen's place um, you know, the crazy eights are there. Uh, everyone's there, yeah, you know. Gogo's there. Gogo's there. Uh, Gogo's uh, weapon was there. And uh, later, something else happens from Kill Bill, an okay. homage. Okay. So anyway, he's there. He's still hurt. By homage, you mean rip off of Kill Bill? Yes, yes. Okay, let's um, get that uh, He's drinking wine. They're still kind Now they're there, but he's keeping them at bay because he's, he's, a, he's a bad dude. When they get there, there's a couple guys waiting for him. he's hurt, too. You know, he's like, oh, God, how can I, hurt, how can I fight these guys? Yep. I'm screwed up. The rest yeah. of this movie, he is very hurt, and he can't use... He can't do very much, but he's still... Well, he doesn't know. Uh, he, does, he kills like everyone. So there's people waiting for him. He kills the three guards, goes in. There's a giant, heavy dude... With a with a three sectional staff, and he he beats him up and says, you know, don't bother looking for your guards. I killed them. So he scurries off. And uh, now now they're like, now you know, go get all of our people and go get uh, the the Red Wolf, who is the king of king of, of fighters, yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And the kids like then Miss Chen's like, go get medicine for this guy. He's not go doing so doctor. good. Yeah, go to get a doctor. So the kid leaves, runs into the prince, the young prince. And he and his this is funny because this kid lays into this guy. Yeah. He's like, you're a backstabber. You're a coward. You're like he was yelling all this stuff like you're a you're a dirty cowardly dog. And all this yeah. And the guy's stuff. like, hey, okay, I get it. You know, I get it. Okay, Junior. <laughs> all right, kid. Okay, yeah. blind boy. You know, I understand. Oh, it's so yeah. funny. I actually was like, yeah, get that kid because this kid tears into this dude. And uh, and he's like, haven't you ever made a mistake? I didn't know because at one point he's like, and just think. You know, Jimmy Wang Yu was like saying how you were a hero and we should all be reverent of you, and you're just nothing but a piece of crap. And this guy's like, he said that. And he's like, yeah, because he read that bamboo thing, and he knows and he knows what you're trying to do. And he was defending you, and you're just a jerk. And the guy's like, hey, haven't you ever made a mistake, kid? He's up. And he's like, well, I have medicine that'll help him. Take me there. And he's like, no, you're just gonna be a backstabbing like you are. He's like, no, no, no. Literally I mean, a backstabber. Yeah, literally a backstabber. He's like, no, no, no. Is uh. I'm not, honestly. And he's like, okay, well, let's go. Because this kid's duped easily. But in this case, it's not that way. So they go into Miss Chen's, and he's and, he, and he's, he's standing there, and Jimmy Wang Yu stands up drunk, but whatever. And he's like, okay, well, I guess this is where it's going to go down. You know, he thinks they're going to fight again. And he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm just going to give you medicine. I'm not, I didn't realize what was going on, and, you know, we got to put... And he uh, bandaged you up and yeah, fixed you yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, he fixed you up. And because and even Jimmy Wang, he's like, I understand why you did it. Because he was trying to apologize. He's like, I understand, you know. Whatever. You were just doing the honorable thing. doesn't matter. So they kind of let that go. Now the Red Wolf shows up. Everyone's outside, all going crazy. 
Jimmy Wang Yu has this great idea. He's like, look, you, Miss Chen, you take the bamboo with the kid, and you, young prince, you guys go. I'm going to go out there. Basically, and beat everybody and kill I'm going to beat everyone and probably die, but who cares? He's like, I'll, I'm going to buy Do you it for time. My country. I'm going to buy you time. Go. It's more important than me or you or anything. And they buy into this for about a half second, and then they immediately don't do what he says anyway. Like, yeah. he, he goes out front and starts... He goes out and whooping it, and then, like, the the other guy goes in the back and starts whipping people. Yeah, they start to leave, and he's like, eh, I'm going to fight anyway. And you're like, wait, what? So, <laughs> so, so the girl and the so kid... everybody was, was kung fu fighting. Yeah, everybody was kung fu fighting. And this falls into one of those traps that a lot of these movies do. You see, like a hundred million people get slaughtered. Oh yeah! And they just keep coming. There wasn't that many people outside. Like there was a good, there was a formidable army, but they kill like seventy-five thousand people. And on this screen. is this is at the seventy-minute point of the movie or eighty-minute point, and it goes for another twenty minutes of just pure slaughter, slaughter. slaughter. And this is the second homage because the young prince, he's surrounded. And he has his sword, and he's using the sword, and he's cutting people up in kill bill in the in the blue house of the blue leaves when the crazy eight surrounded him uma thurman goes down and does this like break dancing move where she throws her legs and starts slicing and slicing and slicing he did this in blood oh. of the dragon he did the thing where he was on his back looks like he's he's throwing his legs kind of like to, to spin him and he's hacking legs Oh, it was a that. complete complete ripoff i'm like okay. oh my god homage city um, okay. I ought to have a secondary chart of every time it, a movie's homaged yeah, by well, by, yeah. by uh, Tarantino. So, and at this point, it's kind of exciting because I mean, they're really slaughtering people. You yeah, know? I mean, you know, it, it, the, the Wang Yu fights are good because they're well choreographed, they're exciting. But you can see like these guys are like, oh, you know, take the sword on the side here. Or whatever. Oh yeah, dude. But but they're they're great because he kills people and he's like, oh, let me make sure you make sure you're really dead and gives him another. Eh, yeah, he double taps everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So One of the like, funniest ones to me was he stabbed a guy, spun him backwards, and he ran backwards and cracked across his spine with his staff to make sure he was dead. No, the, my favorite one was when he we speared the guy and then he had him up in the air like a, like a. Oh, very end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a few there's a few that were really funny. And he's dispatching people dispatching people. There was one where he's there with the staff and he and the guy, the big guy with the tri with the with the three sectional staff hit him across the back when he was killing somebody. And he got angry and he runs over and he stabs the guy and he, or he takes the guy and he flips him up onto the to the roof of the thatch hut. And he sprints over and he puts the staff straight through the roof, straight through the guy's yeah, heart, yeah, and it right. sprayed that fountain of blood. <laughs> that was a great... Because he was really angry. Like, his face was like, I'll show you. And he just went right through him and sprayed blood. So so the the guy from the the other guy, the, you know, the... not I don't know if you call him the prince or whatever. Yeah, the, the prince, guy, the, the young prince. He ends up killing a bunch of people, but then he gets on a horse. He, he jumps like 50 feet in the air, jumps on a horse, mm-hmm. and so takes he, off back to the town. Yeah, he killed everyone. He killed everybody. All the people in the back are dead, so he takes off. And he, and he had the and he had the scroll with him. So she's like, okay, you go. I'm going to stay here with Jimmy Wang Yu. Yeah, her and the kid are inside. So the, they immediately you know, didn't listen to a thing that thing that guy said. Uh, you know, Jimmy yeah. Wang Yu. He's like, oh, even the movies, no one listens to me. So it's not just me. It's, you know, it's him too. So so now those they're dead. He's gone with the list. The kid and the lady are just in the place. 
not really helping out, which I'm like, throw some pots or something at these guys. Uh, yeah, right. Some, do something. Do something. Uh, but, so, he slaughters everyone. Now it's down to just Red Wolf and, and, and him. And Red Wolf's got the, the sword, the, the funky sword with all the gadgets, the gadgets yes, or whatever. The, the sword it. that was a, a, an object of my affection for since you... And that sword will be in the next Kill Bill movie, I'm sure. Of course sure. it will. It's a sword that is almost like... It's almost like a sword breaker in that it's it's not a single blade. It's a crisscross blade in that... Uh, it's almost like uh, it has. It, I don't know how to describe it. It has thickness to it. Yeah. It, you know. So it's like it looks like it's a it's a, a pulled in square, but also it comes apart into a whip. So okay. this is this is like a chain whip that pulls back together into a sword. It's a pretty neat little effect. It, obviously, they do it in reverse. It only goes one way. And yeah, it's, you yeah, know, this yeah, is, yeah. This this is an in. No way this could ever be a feasible weapon. But and he's kind of beaten up. Jimmy Wang, you're pretty bad. And then it, then he, the fight turns a couple different times where it's like a wrestling match. Sure. You know? Wang, you gets a few hits. The guy's like down on the ground. Then the guy gets up. And then like Wang, you's fighting him again. And Wang, you the whole time is like injured because bleeding. he's bleeding. God. Every, you know, every, every, like after every person he kills, he's like, oh crap, I gotta do this again. And yeah. he goes back. And, you know. So they really play that angle up. So then he ends up like, I think when he's fighting the guy, he finally uh, uh, removes the sword from the bad guy. And yeah. the bad guy's laying there. And he's getting ready to go like spear him. And then the guy, guy what does he do? Some shurikens at him or yeah, something, something like that? Yeah, it, it gets him. It's almost like a really quick cut. You don't know what happens to him. But he gets hit like a bunch of times in the in, yeah. the, in the chest or whatever. And he gets so mad. Yeah. <laughs> that was and that's when that part made me laugh because he stabs him and, and like he you picks said, him up in the air. Yeah. He picks him up in the air. He just starts whipping him around it, and it's literally like somebody's just doing like a, a that's flag. Like a far shot. Yeah, it's a know? far shot. This it's a long shot. Yeah. It's so good. It was kind of funny. He's like, "Hell with you, you know, I'll get you." That's it. You try this one. They get it from this one. Yeah. And, I, and then I did, and he he actually comes back down on him again, doesn't he? Like yeah, he yeah, throws yeah. the guy and he just does that. Ah, man and kills him. And you're like, yeah! And then he kills him and then he's just standing there and then the the the, the, the girl and the, the woman and the girl don't hear anything anymore. And they're yeah, they, like, he fluttered awkward and puts his ear down like he's looking out over the country. And then they go, what happened? We don't hear anything anymore. And then they're like, oh, it's over. And they see him standing there and they go like, oh, Wang Yu, Wang We you. love you, Jimmy Wang Yu. Wang Yu. And then when they get, the kid starts crying because he's just standing there and he's really dead. And he Amazing. just pushes him over. Yeah. The kid just died. Or the guy, he's dead. He's standing there dead, but he, he like locked into his spear guard yeah, pose. Yeah, right, right, yeah. And then, and that's like long pan out and yeah. the story. Like, wow. Yeah, it's so a good one. Really great. Real, this is this obviously how I've been gushing the whole time. This is one that I've always really cared for. The story's tight. The acting's great. The fighting is phenomenal, you know. Well done. Um, movie, really yeah. just good from start to finish. So right, what do you give this one? I want to give it an 8.5. Yeah. I'm, I'm like going to go 9. Uh, just about as close to perfect as you can get. I mean, I know there are some 10s out there, but I mean, that you got to really... <laughs> yeah. but, but, I, but I promise that for my next one, it's going to be a, a stinker. Because that's Great. Because God I knows... I messed up this time. <laughs> I messed up this time. You're like, time. I really thought this would be a lot worse. But all yeah. right, that's it for this week. Uh, my name is Mal with me, as always. Dr. Morbius. And we'll see you next week with way more, way more Kung Fu fighting.
we are back once again. It is time for Kung Fu Theater. Yes. My name is Mao. With me, as always, Doctor Morbius. And parts unknown. Whoa. So time to talk about some martial aw- arts. Awesome kung fu shenanigans. Yeah, I mean, as as the more I watch these movies, the more I I, I realize how um, all encompassing. Oh. The genre is. It's huge, and I know you you could. You could do lots of subdivisions within it, but uh, I don't. I'm not really like that, you know. Um, in, a, in almost all aspects of my life, I just kind of generalize like metal or you know kung fu or whatever action. <laughs> you can you can kind of like break stuff down a million different, you know, Norwegian scream core metal, and I'm like, nope, don't do that. And just, when you when you said subdivision, I'm thinking subdivisions in the backs of cars, subdivision in the shopping malls or whatever. That Rush song. Oh my god. Like 19 whatever, 89 or Rush. whatever. I actually like that song. Yeah, I like a lot of Rush songs, yeah. uh, believe it or not. I just remember that one. You yeah. know? Be cool or be cast out. Yes. Wow, cast out. Oh from, man. Anyway. Limelight. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. That, yeah, oh, right, that guy yeah. had such an operatic voice. Who, Getty? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're done. Huh? They're done, yeah. The drummer didn't want to They were done in the, They were done in the late 70s, early 80s, but they just didn't yeah. know it. Yeah, they're still very popular. Anyway, yeah, we, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, that's totally well, done. that's for a different show called the Indie Circuit. Yes, but, uh, a Radio St. Pete exclusive, the Indie yeah. Circuit. This is about Kung Fu. So, if you're here for Kung Fu, you have chosen the right path. Yes. Anyway, uh, what is our movie this week? This is You picked this one. Yes. Just because the title was so funny. The Tongue Father. The Tongue Father. I guess The Godfather must have been out around the same Possibly, time. Possibly, yeah. So, maybe yeah. if you misread the title... You thought it was the Godfather, but it was really the Tongue Father. They got two extra sales, and they and they they took it. They're like, yeah, two people accidentally went. Into, they thought it was the Godfather. But well, I'll tell you one that probably got a few people. Back at this is a kung fu movie too. We watched it. Lady World when was released in the 70s to drive-ins or whatever as Deep Thrust. Now, can you imagine oh, people man. driving by a driving and going like? Hey, they're playing Deep Throat in here. Yep. Really? Well, Let's go see it. And all of a sudden, it's like... You turn free like, money. It's uh, like Angela Mao kicking everybody's butt. And you're like, as opposed to Linda Lovelace doing something else. And you're like, oh, uh-huh. uh, You're like, eh, wow. Eh, eh. <laughs> by, by, the first, by the first act, like there was like four cars left. Yeah, you know? right. The, and then, and then the, the ones that were left became Kung Fu fans for life. So there exactly. you go. But anyway, There's a lesson to be learned. There's not a lesson all. to be learned. I don't know what it is. But not all can travel the path of Kung Fu greatness. Mm. Uh, this one was a really pleasant surprise. I will tell you that. Like uh, The only thing I had trouble with, and, I, and this is throughout the whole movie, Kung Fu movies are generally, they're all out of, uh, you know, out of Hong Kong. and Not all, obviously, but this one was Japanese. Was, I don't, it, was it Japanese? I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was made in Japan. But I will say that it, those were Japanese characters. Yes, it was they all, were. It was all like it was about samurai from was, uh, you know, Japan to uh, China. Or yeah, something, right? but but the, the all the bosses, all the people. I almost think they were kind of saying like the boss people were Japanese, the cop and his super mm, yeah, kick sidekick so. were Chinese. I think so. That was the angle I took. I don't know if that's correct or not because the whole time I'm like, okay, was this actually filmed in Japan? Because it could have been. But then a lot of it seemed Chinese, you know. So I just had trouble. And another thing that that, that was implied later on, but I'm, I'm thinking this, and, and and I'm not going to give anything away. It's just whatever. Oh. Did they actually eat the dog? 
Yes. They did. I wasn't like... Um, yes. I'm almost sure. Okay. Because that would have... And the Chinese-Japanese thing, I'm thinking they're also playing it up like this was during occupied times. Yeah. No, it couldn't have been though. No, it wasn't. It was. It was. Because this is. It's it was a, spy times. They it was suits and stuff. Yeah. Like so this that. is very. This is a little disjointed. Um, but most kung fu movies are a lot disjointed. So it's not like I hold it against it. They're usually very. Uh, let's not care too much about script. Let's just kick a lot of people. You Which know. Which is basically what this movie is. Oh yeah, and this one is a very, very good action. Very good uh, choreographed it's really like fighting. A crime movie. Yeah, there's a lot of and and Rock Tien, the main guy, he's doing a little bit of a Leone police drama. Police drama. Yeah, like a little bit of a Leone thing with the cigarette, with a little Clint Eastwood, you know. If thing. you ever smoked and quit, don't watch this movie because oh, it'll yeah. make you want to smoke a cigarette. They they don't ever stop smoking cigarettes in this movie. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. This one is a very strong example of one of my favorite ways of shooting a kung fu movie. Some action movies. Uh, some kung fu action movies, I mean, the camera like sprints into the action as they're doing the action, as a way of the as the close up, um, where they actually like they're running with it or and zooming, so it's almost like they're double zoom into the action and it creates like this speed and and mm. it helps create like the tension and the speed of the punching and the kicking. And this one does it really well. Some don't do it so well. Some don't even try it. Some just do the zoom in and out, which that's very a common trope. But when they have the cameraman that's running alongside or running with them as they're doing it and zooming, that it's a very good, um, very good style. And some do it right. And this was one that did it right. Uh, not every fight scene, but the ones in indoors when they were in those warehouses. Yeah. They were using that because I think they had a, cons- a, a confined space. So they wanted some movement in the camera. And they needed to do something, and that and this was one of them. And it was I I love that style of shooting. Um, whenever I see it, I'm like, yeah, it's all you know that that gets me wound up. I love the the power of it. You know. Right, it, right. It gives you more. The action is gives it a little more of an oomph to it. Oh, whatever. it's beautiful. It's As a, opposed to a static camera. Yeah, and and, and there's nothing wrong with the static camera if it's well choreographed, but but that one where they're running around with it, it really adds so much, and it's something that uh, not a lot of American uh, movies do that. Well, I was going to um, ask you, do do American or Western movies choreograph? What are the better What are the better choreographed uh, Western uh, martial arts movies? Oh, like his uh, Rush um, Hour. Well, well, I'm sure. He, well, yeah, well, Jackie Chan probably quoted the, the that, influences but. from kung fu movies. Uh, um, even f- came into uh, American movies. Almost, almost every movie ever now, if it has a good fight scene in it, has been ultra choreographed. You know, they um, the influence that China gave to the film community, the film world, um, it, it was that. It made such a difference that even action movies, even the 80s action movies, were so over-the-top choreographed. And that's why it looks so tight. And the punching and the kicking and the action is so solid, you know. Because then America, of course, instead of doing powder on the foot for the to emphasize the power of the kicks, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they use squibs and special effects and explosions and all kinds of crazy stuff, flames in the background, you know. And, and it all just keeps, like, building and building layers of a visual craziness that you're trying to wrap your head around and it makes the action even that much right. more, more powerful kind of right right yeah you know it makes your emotions kind of amp up and this know. is a very dark movie because it was shot in like a lot of like uh, the dark areas and there was like a 
in alleys, and then there was the warehouses and stuff like that. So it was it was a, it had a darker tone then. I don't want to say noirish, but yeah, slight in a slight noir bit, influence, yeah. you know. Like the crime influence was real strong. Like before I watched the movie, I even told you I think this is most of a crime movie. I don't know how much kung fu's in it, but there was a good chunk. Oh, it was a, it was a solid kung fu movie. It just ha- also had like very um, uh, cop, yeah, uh, rough cop. Um, yeah. noir aspects to it, it that, and that's what adds so many levels and layers to it it was it was a fun movie in that it was these, it wasn't just I'm going to the village I'm going to learn some new skills I'm going to fight right or my school's better I'm going to revenge my school right it was it, which is very common you know this one was one of those um, cop movies where we have to stop the drug trade well, well he, they killed the last guy I'm going to send in super cop and his sidekick ultra super cop yeah, you know? exactly because yeah. uh, the sidekick lays waste and these guys are all business they don't crack jokes or nothing I mean you, you, there wasn't any light side to them they were like machines yep and they murdered everyone everybody. they murdered everyone there was nothing it was insane like and that's about halfway through you're like wow this is this is rough these are these are like yeah. the dirty harrys or the or the hands of the razor yeah, uh, yeah these yeah. are those ones that are like nasty yeah, nasty, yeah. rough. They just didn't overgore it, which, thank you for that. Yeah, I don't, yeah, right. I don't right. need any of that garbage. All right, well, let's. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to just dive into the plot okay. and talk about it a little bit. Right. Thanks. Uh, we'll be right back. Tell your father. He must kill his foreign aid bill to Shanglong by Monday. Or we will kill you. Hello? Daddy? I mean, you can't treat women like the guys with breasts. Didn't your mother ever talk to you about a thing like this? Huh? Hey. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? All right, hot potato. Yeah, with Jim uh, Kelly, the great Jim Kelly. Well, you said um, there, you said there's a there's a show coming yeah, up. Yeah, there's right? a show coming up. This is what I've heard. I haven't seen any. Not I haven't read about it. My friend was talking about it. He's pretty uh, reliable. Black Samurai, based on the on the movie. Well, the movie, well, the, the movie was based on books. There was a series yeah. of books called Black Samurai, and uh, Rizzo's producing it, and Common's yeah. going to be the. Uh, oh, that's cool. Because so Rizzo gave us the Man with the Iron Fists one and two, 
And I said, I think I'm the only person that saw two. Because I, I love me some black exploitation kung fu, man. No, it'll be. I'm sure it'll be solid. He's a he's for all the for all the people that like have kind of poo pooed uh, what the Riz has done. I, I think it's great. I, I don't you know I don't I don't know why there was so much backlash towards him. Um, there, it got negative reviews, but I'm like, okay, what kung fu movie other than like that? Enter the Dragon. And flying, uh, flying uh, dagger. What's that one? Then? Oh, uh, chasing, crouching tiger. Hidden dragon. Hidden yeah. dragon. Like those. Okay, those are like kind of. Those are like opus, opus but yeah. yeah. What? But for the most part, the kung fu movies I love. Yeah. They'd all get zero. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> you know. So would you con- now, I, I don't think this is, but even though it had elements of it, would you consider the Matrix kind of like a martial arts movie in a way? Wow, but, that's a tough one because so sci-fi. Yeah. But that's like the setting. And it does a lot of it. It delves into that genre a lot. Yeah, you know, because uh-huh. yeah. it could be action, it could be sci-fi, it could be kung fu. Yeah. That's a. I can't answer that. I don't know. I don't yeah. know the right answer yeah. to that one. We'll uh, figure it out one day. I guess. Yeah, I doubt it. So anyway, anyway uh, our movie. Task at hand. The Tong Father. You know, we kind of open up. Uh, we're in a we're in a disgruntled office, police office, and uh, you know the, the the chief is like, ah, oh, uh, what's the name of the guy that got killed? Um. Oh, I can't remember. Darn it, name. it was such a cool name, too. He's like, okay, he's dead. Well, the first scene is him getting killed, right? Isn't the, the beginning of the movie... Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Is the guy, it, like, fighting, and they kill him. The gangsters kill him. Yep. And, he, and he's chasing after an opium dealer or something yeah. like that. So it's all about drug trade or whatever. Total drug trade. Total, uh, we got to stop the flow of opium. Our super agent... These are the, they, They're trying to latch onto the 007 stuff, too. Because sure. they're saying super agent, you know. Sure. Um, our super agent got killed... And you're, you know, we're sending you in because he was trying to do it by the books, but we know you're just, he's like, just get it done. Yeah. He's like, I understand what you mean. I'm going to go kill everyone. He doesn't say that, but he says, okay, I got gotcha. you. Touches his nose twice and walks out. Oh, and he's like, oh, by the way, here's your, here's a very Bruce Lee-ish sidekick. Because this yeah. guy wants to be Kato. He wants to be Kato real bad. He's, yeah. he, he kind of nonchalantly stands in the background like Kato. Exactly, a lot, you know, exactly the way I felt. Yeah. He's totally cheesing it up. You know, Not cheesing it up. That's who his inspiration no, was. No, he's pretty pan. He's pretty like, you know. Deadpan, uh, yeah. Deadpan, yeah. And so, so now, and that's it. Like, they literally go from the bottom to the top of this chain, video game style. Basically. He, you know, the guy gets off the train. He's like, oh, he finds the first guy. Well, oh, first... The guy who's delivering the opium tries to get jumped by a henchman from a rival gang. Yeah, there's a rival gang involved. Within the organization, which is weird. Like, one guy that's within this organization is feeling a little bit uh, big for his britches, and he wants to become the boss man or whatever. So he sends some guys to try to steal the opium, and the the bag man dispatches of them easily, I mean, which shows his skill. And then right when he's done fighting, then the, the, the super agent comes in, yeah. He's like, nah, I think I'm going to take that bag. And he walks over and he says, you got a light? And he lights a cigarette. And then he just um, he just dispatches this guy. He kills him. Pretty easily. Yeah, he, he kills him and then he steals the opium out of the bag. Right. And just kind of like leaves. And you're like, right. okay, that's weird. Now they flash forward to the, now they're in the in the, bi- the big boss man, the Japanese boss man's um, office. And they're like, oh, the bag's empty. And he's like, oh. And they, they're like... It's that other guy, you know, he's been trying to steal into your thing. And much like the Japanese bosses of most of these movies, he has two guys that don't say anything and oh. are just kind of standing in the background. They're like the toughs, you know. They're the, they're the bad asses. Man. And these guys remind you of like uh, 
this one of the, the the skinny storm from uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, right. the one that rides down in the clouds or the lightning. I mean, yeah. these two are just very thin, very ugly, very mean guys. You know, they they get they kill who has to be killed. Yeah. Only when they approach the boss, kind of thing. You know, they don't they don't get involved in anything else. Uh, so they're just kind of om- ominously standing there, and you're like, well. There's the end bosses, you know. We're looking at them now, right, which right, is very right. common. Yeah, know. sure. Um, and then and then from there, then they go to pick up the guy, and the guy comes in and says, "Oh, I'll prove my loyalty." And he breaks his own leg. Yeah, well, that was the, that was yeah that was the uh, po- that was the guy who was getting too big for his britches. Yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. Because yeah. they're like, "Whoa, you, you, we think you stole this opium," and he's like, "Well, I can't deny it." Yeah, that was he, a pretty weird scene where he's like, "Let me show you how loyal I am," and then he like grabs his leg and he's like breaks it and he's like and then he crawls out he goes well you help him out and he goes no, that's okay I'll crawl out oh and whatever. it's so long and weird because he's like just dragging himself across the floor uh, and that is very Yakuza in that very often if they do, if they do something wrong they'll, they'll, they'll cut off their own pinky and give uh, it to the boss like the bosses from if you if you believe the lore have like pinkies of oh. those who have wronged and stuff like that like uh, okay so it's kind of a weird thing, but but true to nature, you know. The, those yakuza doesn't fool around. Yeah, they're not, uh, and, and the Chinese tong are the same way, where they're you're kind of the same as the mafia, you know. They're, they're you okay. So, but here's the question we were talking about before. And you said something that confused me a little bit. The yakuza is one thing, and you said the tong is Chinese. Yes. So is this movie? This movie is Japan and China, right? I think they're kind of accenting that the, this is a drug trade from Japan in Ch- into China, and the, ca- the the Chinese captain doesn't like it and wants to stop it. Okay. That's what I took from it. This wasn't defined in any way. That's the thing. No, like, it wasn't. No. In fact, if you from most, I only saw the differences because I know the cultures. I I feel that I know the cultures, uh, you know, especially Japanese, where I could say that's Japanese, that's Japanese. I don't think that's Japanese. Like. That's the only differences, you know. Um, it was never said these are the Japanese de- devils, or these. No. Are the, I, and I think probably lost in translation because probably they played that angle a lot more if it played in in China. But then in America, they're like, no one knows or cares because about that, this because that like that jerky uh, police guy or whatever uh-huh. wasn't he? He looked like he was wearing like the Red Army outfit or whatever. Yeah, you know? that's. What confused me because most often that is, and that was also weird that that was in the movie. There was an officer that was the Red Army, but I almost kind of thought that that was a Japanese soldier, yeah. like talking about when they were like in China. So yeah. that that's what was disjointed because that's not this timeline. This is at a different time, you know. Unless yeah. they were trying to say this was during the occupation. Which makes sense. Like that makes the most sense. If if this was during the Japanese occupation of China, then that's when this would have happened. And that was the Japanese guy like being really disrespectful to the to all the Chinese people. Which that was the angle that they were playing. But but when was the Japanese occupation of China? It was in a long time ago. Yeah, right? long, it wasn't long when time. guys wore suits or anything. No, like that's that. why that's it's a little confusing. That's also. where that's was the intent. But this is set in the seventies. Yeah, you know, straight pretty much, yeah, straight much. up seventies haircuts <laughs> and the whole deal, <laughs> and like you know? the, the silver suit the guys wearing, you know, yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, eh, 
I understood what they were saying, but I didn't. It didn't jive, you know. But whatever. Right. Uh, you you often forgive these kind of oversights in Chinese movies or in the kung fu movies. I mean, yeah, we were looking into it a lot more than you know than they did. Than they did probably because <laughs> there was a whole side plot of this Japanese or red Chinese officer who steals from the dead. And at one point, they show him sitting. They they making uh, Chinese workers sit in in and before so they can go past, so he can sit on them. He sits on them like they're a bench. And you're like, what am I watching here? That was a little bit weird. But they had to super vilify him because later they kill him and eat his dog for dinner. Yes, uh, that's a yeah. true thing. All right, here, here, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back for the finale. Yes, uh, the grand finale. Grand finale. The grand finale. Wow. Yeah. Deep man. Deep. Unleashed to wreak vengeance on the evil ones who brought about his untimely death. Five years ago, Bruce Lee, king of kung fu and undisputed master of the martial arts, was buried, but not before making a deal with the black angel of death. Now, his tormented soul returns as Bruce Lee fights back from the grave. Damn you! every contest the fighters the killers the mobsters the slime of the underworld the bad and the beautiful Bruce Lee fights back from the grave mysteriously through his immortal inner forces Bruce Lee made a spiritual agreement with the invincible and unbeatable black angel of death to free him from the torment and prison of his grave. Can Bruce Lee defeat the invincible and unbeatable, the black angel of death? See if you dare. Action American movie starring Bruce Lee. The dragon never died. He was just waiting for the moment when he could return from the grave to seek revenge. Warning. Due to the constant action seen in this picture, the producer requests that persons under 17 be accompanied by an adult he fights back from the grave. You gotta give me a ride. I'm way too big to drive to the devil's house. And we're back for the conclusion after Bruce Lee fights from the grave or fights back, from, back, the gra- from, the grave, back from the grave. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't make them like that anymore. There's a reason. It's called lawsuits. Anyway, uh, yes. So, now, here we are. I mean, the the Japanese boss sends his henchman to go kill that guy anyway. Yeah. You know, so he's walking down this very picturesque long with his uh, crutches. Yeah, now, his crutch, and, and and it's a very long picturesque alleyway. So they 
the 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 Japanese gang surrounds him and they put up a little bit of a fight. Yeah, and the one guy, he's like, he looks pretty confident, you know. He's like, yeah, I'll get him, even with my crutches, I can. But no. It's so no. funny because the guy stands there and he doesn't move. No, he's sitting there smoking again, smoking a cigarette. Very know? picturesque. Very. They they did that for effect and it worked. Because this movie was made in China, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what I think. Um, All right. And um, woof. Hong Kong. Yeah. So they they. The Japanese uh, gang finally defeats the his his sidekicks, and then he starts fighting with them, and he's beating them a little bit, but they get the better of him and kill him. And in the meantime, these guys are just watching everything. Yeah, the, they're the, on the mainland. They're the watching all the super this agent and his sidekick are just watching. Yeah, and they're kind of like, well, I think they're just like, well, they're learning they're who's doing, in charge. Yeah, and they're doing our work for us because yeah. there's a few less guys we got to kill. And know? they're gonna kill him, so who cares, you know? Yeah. So they kill him, and then while they're still watching him, that's when the that's when we're introduced to the. The, either the Japanese occupation soldier or the Red the Red Army soldier. Yeah. Who's just walking around with his dog. He kind of comes in and he he takes the ring off the guy's finger and he and then he pulls the gold tooth out of his mouth. Tooth out, yeah. I was like, wow, what? But uh, whatever. Yeah, Man, just yeah. a ghoul. Just you know? adds a little more like noir to this. Uh, Very uh, ghoulish. And also, like I said, sets him up to be super evil. You know. Pretty much. Yeah. So then. Now I'm trying. Now I'm trying to think of how this work, how this plays out. I well, know now, it in now, my head. Now, now they start like going on a killing rampage. They find one gang. That's they right. go to one. They go to one another one of the lower Godfather guys, and they're like, "Hey, you know, I want you." To, they go. They show up at his house when he's with some woman or whatever. Yeah. And they don't want to let him in, and they beat the guy to, to let him yeah, in or they, whatever. That's right. And he goes, "Yeah, I want some opium, you know." And he's like, uh, "You go to the guy." He goes, "Yeah, meet me over at this warehouse over there, and I'll get your your drugs." Yeah. Or he goes, "Yeah, okay." Meet me at the same setting that we had the other shot in. Exactly. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, and of course they they kick their ass or whatever. Yeah, he yeah. kills them. He kills them. He kills the, then he kills the head guy there. Then there's this disjointed love scene, and with, I with another head guy because you got this is we're going up up the up the you the, know the gauntlet up the, ga- the yeah, gauntlet of yeah, like this you know, is the pyramid scheme the of opium and yeah, they're exactly. just working as well. And I didn't at, for a while I didn't know who this guy was. Yeah, I know. Like, there's a guy in there, and they open up the little tea room, and the girl, the the girl comes in and takes off her her, her clothes, and um, and you're like, who is this? Which which bad guy is this? Yeah, but whatever, you know. So he, I don't even remember. Oh, this is the guy that has like that. I think that castle. Yeah. So he kill he kills him. And his guy, because everybody, every one of these guys has a bunch of guys with them. And, and when they run out of guys, then they're the last ones yep. to fight. Right, of course. Standard game, standard video game uh, yeah, yeah. physics. <laughs> yeah. Fight through a bunch of people, then fight the head guy. Fight through a bunch of people, then fight the head guy. And bosses of each and, stage. And then you right know. before they get, I think they're 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 getting they're getting rid of everybody very quickly and very easily almost. Yeah. And as, as as they're working their way towards the main guy, that's when they go. There's the scene where they. Uh, they see the guard and he's sitting on people that are walking by. Yeah, it's so weird. That's what we talked about before, and they're like watching this guy and he's making all the people that go through. Okay, get on your knees right there. I'm gonna sit on. He you. sits on him, and it's such an odd thing. Yeah. And then these two guys show up, and the one guy says, "Oh, go ahead." Oh, go they ahead. split into super oddity because one is a Japanese guy who's going to rape a girl, right? And then one is the either a Japanese or a Chinese guy sitting on people. Yeah. <laughs> so they split up and they go, well, you kill him and I'll kill him. And they're like, okay. And so he follows the guy that's going to rape a girl, the, uh, the the head super agent. Yeah. And Bruce Lee wannabe starts 
causing trouble with the with the the guard, and the guard chases him. And this is almost like cutscene back and forth. So he he stops the guy from raping the girl. The super agent does and kills him. And all the meanwhile, the, the then the the cop is chasing him, and they just showed fur, and he he gets him in the an alleyway. Yeah, you hear the dog. They hear the dog and the guy like be, like getting beat up. Then they're at a fire, and this dog is on the spit. Yeah, because it's late. It's late at night. You don't see the dog, but you see him cleaning his sword, and you're going like, okay, it's late at night. They got their, they're like, I don't know, they got their shirts off or yeah. whatever, you know, whatever's yeah. going on. And he's cleaning the sword, and then like you go, huh? And then all of a sudden you see the guard there, and he's like on his knees. He goes, please don't kill me, please don't kill me. And of course the guy raises the sword and kills he just kills him. him. And you're going like, wait a minute, that's the guy, the dog. And then you uh, see two, like you see two legs sticking up off the spit. They don't show it. Oh, you do. I didn't see the two legs. on the bottom thing because you're like, that's not a chicken. They're eating the dog. Yeah, it was like because he's wow. like, no, let it on there for a while. I like it when it's done more. That was just weird. You know? And you're like, what? Because then this whole thing is that now they're gonna go to the boat. The head guy, or another henchman, another henchman who is like the cousin of the the main boss. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. there at this boat, and this boat pulls up with tons of opium, and they just walk across this field and kill them. And the and the, and I think that at this point, then the the cousin runs back to the castle, and he's like, oh, he calls his his he calls his um his, the the head head boss. Yeah, the his, Mr. Big. His, his, yeah, Mr. Big. He's like, oh, the these guys are coming, and and you know, and what do you want me to do? And he's like, I'll, I'll get out of here. And he's like, okay, I'll be back. Yeah, he's kind of a quitter. Hand- yeah, he's yeah, he's he's like, I'll be back to handle this, you know. So, so then they end up showing up there, and they one of them grabs. He goes, grab the nephew or whatever. Yeah. I'll take care of the rest of these guys. And he's and of course, you know, the main guy, Rock Tian, kills kicks everybody's butt. Yeah, and then like some of them come in and they like quit. Uh, they go, no, that's okay. We we see you. You kicked everybody's butt. We're done. So I think they end up splitting. They run to the to the top of the stairs. Yeah, 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 right, right. And then right. The, the, the head yakuza guy's there, and he's like, eh. he just nods and says, "Go." Go. And they like scurry out. You so know. then he gets his the, the big two guys. Yep. Now it's on. He, so, he walks in and he sits down, and he and the whole time he's doing the opium, he's sniffing opium. Yeah, right. I thought he was doing coke, but it's opium. Yeah, and, and, then, and the guy's like, ah, that stuff's gonna that stuff's already rotted your brain. You think you're so great, you know that super. Dr- this is the only time, not the only time. This is one of the only times he talks. Pretty much. The super super agent doesn't do a whole lot of talking. Pretty much, yeah. He uh, just kicks... Up to this point, it's been pretty easy with him kicking people's butts. But now it's... it's now, final, now it's tougher. Final boss time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the final boss's henchmen are, are the yeah. top of the top. Yeah. Because if you're the head guy, the guys that are with you... Yeah, they got to be like, you know... So one guy's got a sword. One's a sword guy. Yep. And the other guy's you know, just a regular kung... Kung fu know, hand kung fu guy, guy. Yeah. But the, the, the kung fu guy... Ends up putting the hurt on Kato, sort of. Pretty I mean, Kato good. lives, but you know he's he 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 beats him up pretty. You're bad. not sure if he's gonna live at that point when, yeah. when they're fighting. You're like, ooh, he might be. He might kill Kato, wannabe, and then and then it'll be two on one. Right. Uh, but then he, he and they're doing the, the the only thing I didn't like was they they flashed back and forth between the two fights. Um, there was no pullback to establishing shot, uh, and they're also a little too quick. Mm-hmm. Now that's a such a minor nitpick. It, it right, was right, it right. wasn't a bad fight scene. These were great fight scenes all the way around. Even the ones where they quickly dispatch them, it felt right. Right. It was like that quick, like just killed, killed, take your opium, and you're like, wow, you know. But that's 
this guy isn't going to play around. Yeah, these were longer. Th- this was a longer fight. By between this point, he has a little 10, 15 minutes or whatever, yeah. you know. So they dis- they, he dis- they, he dispatches. The, he's basically fighting two guys because his buddy's like on the ground. He beats the he beats the 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 martial arts guy, but then he's got the sword guy that he's fighting yeah. too. And the sword guy cuts him a couple times. Yeah, he gets him. He gets him and he makes him difficult, but he ends up kicking him out the door or something. Yeah, he out the window out, or something like you know. that. And then you get to the final, you know, the big boss. And of course he turns out to be even more badass. More than powerful the other than guys. the other ones, yeah. So there's like a big old fight. He's almost killing, you know, your, your the hero. You know, he's got yeah. him in a headlock and, you know, all this is going on or whatever. And finally, you know, he is able to flip him and then he's able, he's gonna get rid of the guy, but the guy goes behind like a a, a door, yeah. and he does like a disappearing act. Oh yeah, that that whole thing, you know. Yeah. So then he's looking around for him, and then he's going like, and all of a sudden the camera pans up, and he's the guy's waiting on top to jump on him, right. and as he's walking, he jumps on him, puts him in the headlock, but he does a flip, flips and kicks him out the window, and then you know. The end. And then the end, and at the end they're both like on a train leaving, and they're both like you know worn out. Like one guy looks like he's almost half dead or whatever. Yeah, just smoking a cigarette in the train. Yeah, smoking a cigarette today. Yeah, job done. Thank God that happened. So yeah, I mean it was a very solid movie, very good movie. It was a strong, Um, it was a strong movie. I loved it. Strong crime kung fu movie or whatever. And that added a no nonsense. That added a really nice um. feel to it yeah the, the crime the 70s gritty, the crime gritty, yeah was much much not nicer but it was just a different change of pace it was fun refreshing yeah, you know definitely, yeah. so i'm gonna give it uh, i'm gonna go with like an, an eight i'll give so it an eight gonna, too, you know, yeah. very solid make solid sure you movie. go if you can find it it's a hard to find movie i got i got a torrent of it and it was on some company called code red that puts on collectors dvds it was on wow. one of the sets and it's out of print now, but it'll come back. It'll I hope so because it's great. It's also no, it's also on one. I, I read somewhere it's on one of these collector sets, like twenty kung fu movies. Ah. As Hands of Death, but there's another movie called Hands of Death. Which is a ninja movie, but so, you know, check all right, it out. That's it for this week. Uh, my name is Malamy, as always. Dr. Morbius, and we'll see you next week for more kung fu glory.